Ronatina. So much set up for you. Mm. Better build up. See that? Mm. Mm-hmm. Did I blind you with uh, Is this? The part where you talking over it? Hey, hey, Grammys, hey. save your tears. Hey, look, look at the Grammys blinded by the lights of uh, the weekend. I feel like I need to see a bunch of lasers, uh, neon colored yeah. outfits. Yeah. Everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just think of the cat playing the piano. You got to tap back into the 80s and to have the biggest song of the, in the country of the year. Or the most selling song. You think they're going to bring 80s dance moves back with this, this sound? Leave it up to TikTok. <laughs> they they get, can't do no dance. They, they do. <laughs> they, they're creating everything over they there. They're just, just recreating this shit. This song actually grew on me. At first, I was, I was like, I like it, but I, it's not. I'm not gonna listen to it. But now, I, I fuck with it. No, I won't listen to it in my spare time. But if I'm out and about and I hear it, I'm gonna dance to it. You gonna give a little? Yeah, I'm gonna give it a little cart move, cart halting move. You know. <laughs> Bro, walk into a liquor store just. <laughs> I be doing dumb shit when I walk into stores. Yeah. Hey. That hey. was one of my favorite pastimes. Liquor stores? Walk into the liquor store with your boys. Be a gang of y'all going to get some honey buns and Doritos <laughs> and Arizona. honey buns. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 On that note. Ain't nobody at this table chasing no honey buns. No, retired. Mm-hmm. We found our honey buns. Jersey's <laughs> hanging in the wrap. Raptors, I yeah. found my bear cloth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, man. sir. Making these podcasts episode 82. Mm-hmm. That's 82 for you non-speaking Spanish people. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. That's I appreciate right. that. How we feeling? Shoot. Um, all is well over here. We had some good feedback on the Lazy Boy episode. Yeah, man. That was great. Shout out to Lazy Boy, man. It was a great, great episode. Dope yeah. conversation. Yeah, I think what, what really stuck the most was the um, clip of um, Mickey saying putting too much value in the in the booker's hands and or, you know, in their powers and Lazy Boy just giving his unfiltered opinion on that and just being candid. And, you know, he said he got emotional goosebumps and think all of us can relate to that like we we do this because we love it yeah and it loves us back so you know we're trying to make the most of it so if you guys haven't checked that out go back to episode 81 100 worth the watch and even a rewatch because lazy boy was giving out gems yeah man yeah make sure you watch it too because when he came on when we when the first call the fit <laughs> that he had on was amazing so if you it can watch Halloween it Halloween for a second yeah if Let's you can watch say. it on youtube man please do when lazy boy's given the opportunity to put up visuals <laughs> oh right. he, he, he comes capitalize and i want to give a shout out to sean he had quite the task in editing that video because it was like a couple different situations going on this yeah. needed to be cut out yeah. and added like still doing this fucking podcast yeah, it was a lot of editing, but oh, it, was, it was a great episode, though, for real. For real. Yeah. And this week, now you got less work, less time to work. Oh, We're man. actually yeah. recording uh, what, today's, Friday. Two, two days. days. Today's Friday. Two days later. Three days before it airs. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Two days. Yeah. So, sorry about it's that. It's an easy turnaround. And, and we're recording uh, late because, um, and not that this is a bad thing, but Sean and Ro were in New York. Yep. 
It was Rel's birthday. Shout yep. out to Rel. Hey, man. You know, I appreciate birthday. it. Happy late birthday again. Yeah, I got yeah, my I Rel, it. DJ Rel T on, but it is too damn cold up here. Yeah. To just be sitting I appreciate it. Mickey was wearing it on my birthday, so yeah, I appreciate you, yeah. fellas. You know, you always su- support, for a special day. Su- supporting the cause and, and whatnot. So International Rel Day. It. Yeah. That's what we're going to call it. We, we Even though, you know. <laughs> Birth, birthday's played out. We're calling it International, International Rel, Rel Day. day. Gonna, I like we, that, actually. We're going to take it. We're going to take it from I mean, that's really what it is, right? Yeah. And, and you choose to make a bit of holiday if you want. Yeah, I share it with uh, Biggie's death. So, uh. yeah. Um, let's let's talk about the DJ City merch first. This is a very <clears throat> exciting time for um, us as a pod, especially Mickey Ward, because he is the man, the brains behind this uh, the merch um, and putting it together. Yeah, and man. this is a different rollout. Uh, so don't think there's going to be 100,000 of these printed out and you will you can get it whenever you want. This is a unique situation. Mickey will break it down for us. Yeah. So, I mean, first, can't call it merch. That was the, my first part of it, direction oh. of it, of uh, the program. Strike one. No. Uh, no. So we introduced the DJ City Lifestyle Program. Basically, uh, DJ City, you know, it's 21 years now. Um, Sheesh. It's crazy to see. Because it feels like just like it was 2005, yeah. uh, we were helping move, uh, you know, DJ City into its new offices as they mm-hmm. made the transition into mm-hmm. digital. Shout out to to everybody there. And, um, you know, in those 21 years, I can only remember maybe three hoodies and like two to three shirts. Yeah. I still got my original hoodie. Do you? I don't know if that would yeah. be worth Yeah, I don't yeah. wear it because it's just an original. So And that's like, yeah, that's taking into consideration, you know, <laughs> even some of the the like um, giveaway joints from like the mm-hmm. retreats or the, the Beyond the Music, right? Yeah. So like there just hasn't been a lot of stuff being offered there to represent. And, um, you know, it, they've made some some good stuff and – uh, I think it was just time where you know we're we're shifting the look, we're shifting the the feel, and we wanted to make sure we created something where people can rep, but also not have it scream advertisement or I'm a DJ. Merchandise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe some so we wanted to do something very subtle and uh, just comfortable, which was like the biggest thing. And sometimes yeah. you know, uh, not overthinking it. Yeah, and nope. just you know, really helping come up with a great product line and offering. So. Um, for those that that picked up, which actually dropped today, today. so I'm still kind of mm-hmm. back and forth dealing with some of the stuff that's going on today because some mm-hmm. of the items already sold out. Nice, uh, you know. And so we um, we uh, shout out to DJ Marvel who actually mm-hmm. came up with the graphic for the the tea and the, the singular colored hoodie, and who also has a globalization mix. Around who the has corner. a globalization mix? Around the corner. Coming up, shout out to DJ Marvel, yeah. DJ City Family, mm-hmm. and then of course shout out to Jerry Avila and DJ Sleek. Mm-hmm. Of uh, they're mostly known for their work at Sworn to Us, their clothing brand, comfortable shirts. They also have a great uh, agency uh, in Premier Group LA. Yeah. Uh, they were an uh, instrumental part to getting all this together. They did mm-hmm. the photo shoot shot to DJ Rel, who's yeah, a you know, male mm-hmm. model. Come on, man. You'll see. You know? go, on the, go on the site. You'll see my face. The modeling gigs are real. He's a, he's a great face mask model as well. Hey. I mean, I don't mean that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, our approach, you know, our approach was uh, a little different this time. We decided also to do a pre-order. We, again, not having much uh, reference to work off of. We wanted to see what the appetite was and essentially also give people the incentive of just making the purchase, right? Yeah. You make yeah. the purchase, you kind of don't want to have that. 
possibility of walking into somebody with the same tea or whatever the case may be. So when you limit that or you, you, you know, things end, uh, you, you create that little bit of FOMO, uh, of just fear of missing out in uh, the purchase. So in that case, you know, because some of them, some of the items are also limited in the manufacturing side, Mm -hmm. um, that already has generated some people even before went to the public, um, you know, even staff missing out on certain items because yeah. they didn't act quick. Mm. So shout out to Joe. Yep. He was the first order in. On it. Were you? Yeah. Mm. What'd you order? order? I don't know if I was the first, but. but he, um, no, you were, sage, the, you were the first because I saw tea. it. Yeah. Oh, the Tate t- t- He was yeah. the first one to get in there. Um, you have a bigger discount if you purchase today, by the way. But, oh, oh shit! Oh, like, <laughs> fuck that up! <laughs> Can I return it? Give me my three dollars. Give me my five dollars. He's gonna be the hundredth order now. But <laughs> nah, but big shout out to Joey. He was quick to support, and then shout out to all the DJs. I, I see the orders are literally coming in, and we're already, I think, surpassed some of the uh, sales goals that we saw. And, and and something to note, I think Mickey said this off air. Um, if you if you're expecting to get a free tea, sweater, or, or or mask, just note that the owners... It ain't happening. Have, ...have made purchases as well. It so not happening. even them are putting themselves in a position to ask for a free yeah. shirt. No, yeah, keep in mind, the budget on this was very uh, light, so to at least to, to get there. So then we created this business model so that we can help provide as many people... Um, the product, but also, you know, like, there's, yeah, there's a cost to this. This is the first rollout, so you got to expect so, that. You know, they don't know what to expect. I yeah. will say what, um, what I will say is the quality of the clothes is dope. Yeah, you know, yeah. Ex- you know, comparing it to the past stuff that uh, DJ City has put out, the quality is dope. Obviously, you know, the look and the designs are are amazing. Being that I was able to try on everything, mm-hmm. like the hoodies, the t shirts, the sweats, everything. I was like, hey, do I get a care package? You know, I was already like, Which you, will. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. But take your time. I get it. Sell the numbers, sell the units. Um, I'll wait. You know what I'm saying? So looking forward to what you guys got coming up next. I was you actually know? surprised you put sweats out. I wasn't expecting that. Obviously, you know, the sweaters and the tees, but I was like, oh shit, sweats too. Yeah, that's different. Cool. Well, that's, and that's the beauty of like the pre-order style, right? And keep in mind, like, Pre-orders are very complicated for those that don't understand the model. Basically, uh, I can say this for a fact. I had a you know pretty lucky, call it strike of lightning, when I designed some hats with New Era. Mm-hmm. And I had a very high demand um, hat mm-hmm. and our collection of hats. And we decided to do the pre-order model. It's the one he's wearing right now, by the way. Yeah. The one that I'm not wearing because I don't have it yet. Subtle plug. It's Me in neither. The, it's in the warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, the point, but the point is, you know, because of COVID and um, yeah. ports being shut down, it's created a lot of, like, just, like, places for things to get stuck. And so, long story short, on the back end, I can be transparent. I placed an order in, I believe, November or end of November or I think it was December. And for the no, pre-order for sorry, no pre-order first pre-order order I placed was back in November mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, you'll get it in January, end of January. Mm-hmm. It's like, great. Or beginning of February. Mm-hmm. Cool. Placed another order that where we did do a large pre-order because <clears throat> I had just done that order blank. Like, yeah. oh, I just, I just know I'm going to need more. Right. And then you're like, you know what? Let's just offer it to anybody who wants to get it for 24 hours. It was 12 hours, I think. Yeah. And. I've never sold that many hats in wow. in a in a month, let alone a single like day. And this is so, after you had your your original rollout when you first. Yeah, so made we did the, the original right? rollout, 
And then I did a, I did a re-up just mm-hmm. like, I said, I'll just do a re-up. And I, this was a set amount. And then I was like, you know what? Let's just open it up. Open up the floodgates. And let's see if we could sell those before they even arrive. Yeah. And then so we opened the pre-order and we surpassed that in the first two minutes. Like that first re-up. Jeez. And then after that, we just let it ride for another like, you know, 10 hours or whatever. Or 12 hours. And then we shut it down. Because I was like, I don't want this to turn into a bigger problem than, yeah. than the success it is. And so we placed that additional order. And that additional order arrived before the first order. Mm. And then now the first order is delayed two and a half months and going. Jeez. And this other order showed up about a month after it was supposed to show up. So although I like giving people the opportunity to, to get what they want, because the yeah. hat game is crazy right now. Mm-hmm. It's literally the next mm-hmm. wave. It's the next wave, man. Especially on the West Coast. It's been big on the East Coast for a little bit longer than out here, but it's like being big. Anyway, the reason I don't like the pre-order system, Travis Scott, same deal. He does a pre-order system, sells millions upon millions of merchandise. I think I placed an order for something back in March and of last year or or june of last year mm-hmm. and i just got it like last week Jesus. wow like a hoodie right Jeez. like like it was the final piece of the other part of my order so that's why it gets complicated and so when we did the dj city thing we wanted to have a model where we can offer as many products as possible but we're not committed to making everything if it doesn't get ordered yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but like what does get ordered we will produce got you and on the sweat side you know, we just figured it's not a graphic. It's not something crazy yet. We'll get there mm-hmm. once we build the brand. But we wanted to introduce uh, kind of like a basics essentials line, you know, core line. And then that'll break down into either different colors, different palettes, depending on the season. And then also eventually go into long sleeves, short sleeves, you know, whatever um, into that part. But we wanted to also make sure that this product is available on hand to produce yeah. mm-hmm. so that we're not having anybody wait longer than three to four weeks. Gotcha. You know, because yeah. that can be a headache. And uh, I will say it's it's cool to see it done like this. I think it's a lot cooler because it shows that you care what you're putting into it, like as opposed to a company, and I'm not just talking about DJ companies, but a company printing out hundreds and thousands of them. Um, like it, it's to me, if you print out only X amount, that shows that you that you're you care about what you're doing and you're creating a fuss that this is a big deal for you to have, right? As opposed to, yeah, yeah, we got more in the back, just order whenever. Right. You know, I, I like that newer model, and people, <clears throat> I think the shirts or the product will last longer throughout time yep. because of the um, emotional value you put into it because of whatever fuss you want to create about it. It'll last longer than just buying a tea at Target or or wherever you got your tea from. Yeah, and let's be honest. Like, DJ City is amazing digital, amazing DJ, amazing, you know, overall company. <clears throat> yeah. But nobody in the staff or at the office is, like, supposed to or should have to focus on helping get apparel out to right. or merchandise mm-hmm. out to X, Y, and Z. Right. So the part of that, this process has also been to alleviate a lot of those headaches, like dealing with inventory, cleaning it up. And then like, yo, if somebody needs to get a T here's a discount code, whatever, whatever, or here's the release, 
you know it just yeah. helps alleviate a lot of the stress because you know it's already hard enough to do the the kind of world-changing impact that they're doing in the digital side mm. and then you know try to like figure out how to get people to represent the brand like you know that, yeah. that's where uh the team and myself you know come into play and just help kind of put that together Oh, and some of you guys weren't around for it, but there was a, once upon a time, Styles Davis used to hang up tees around the Mickey D's um, show. I remember that in the background, <laughs> trying to sell the tees, trying to get rid of them. Actually, was he wasn't just trying to get rid of them. homies tees. Yeah, it was homies tees, but he was just trying to get rid of them because at one that. point, DJ said he used to sell random apparel. Shout out to Styles Davis, man. He yeah. gave me my flowers the other day. I was like, okay. oh, good, good. Like, I earned that. He's, yeah. he's, he's growing a heart a little bit. And when Quickie and Styles get flowers, you know, that, that they're paying attention and they're, oh, yeah. I, those are real flowers. <laughs> yeah, no, they believed in us. Yeah. So, so um, moving on, um, Rel, want to tell us about your New York trip? Um, you and Sean? Yeah, man, we just went out there for the birthday. We was just trying to do something different. Uh, just wanted to get a change of scene. I don't want to say different. We always in New York. But just a change of scenery. Um, New York is a little bit open, a little bit more open than we are at the moment um, because they're allowing indoor dining. They allow our bigger parties for mm-hmm. uh, dining in. So we said, what the hell? You know, we, we gathered some friends, the the missus, and we went out to New York. We got to see some friends. We linked up, had some drinks and food, and we just, you know, went shopping. All got, everyone got tatted. Yep, <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, we went out there with six people. Everybody got tatted. Um yeah. So it was just dope, just just to get out of the city. Everybody had a good time. Um, I think everybody had a good time. I had a good time. <laughs> That's all that matters. I, yeah, exactly. I, mean, I had a good time. Did you guys go out at night? I mean, there was nothing. It was they, were, they had a curfew. Yeah. They had a curfew. Eleven o'clock. Um, everything Very shut good. down. Like every when I tell you, like Uber shut down. Mm-hmm. We we got back from because we got uh, tattoos on Long Island. So when we got back to Manhattan, we got back to Manhattan like what eleven thirty, eleven forty five. We couldn't even catch an Uber. Yeah. Cause they they like they were like you know Ubers are um you know Ubers are not available at the time right now so mm, whatever so we just smart. I mean but it 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 was it's smart for the cab drivers I don't know if you guys know realize like when Uber first hit the scene it was huge in L A yeah yeah but they had they had problems in Vegas and New York because yeah. of their cabs, cabs. Right. the cab drivers wasn't having that shit so. It was cool. I think it's dope for cab drivers out there who probably took a hit when Ubers hit the scene um, because they were allowed to still take. So, you know, I mean, people were still getting out of work after 11. Yeah. People were probably still finishing up some of their indoor dining. You know what I mean? You can't. Yeah, everything closes at 11. So it basically means that you can't go and get a table after 11 o'clock. You can, you, I can still go get a table at 10.30, 10.45 and they could be serving me and we're still in, you know, indoors enjoying it. But and I get out of there by midnight. Yeah, you know, even subway trains. Some subway trains were um, not running oh, because of that shit. So mm-hmm. we we're like, just jump in the cab. So we jumped in the cab. I'm out here cursing our cab driver out because he's on his fucking phone and just <laughs> swerving all over the road and shit like Can't that. Give him one story. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I was like, yo, my man, you want to pick your fucking head up out of that fucking. The phone to pay attention. Oh, Ruffo, right back at home. No, right uh, back yeah, at yo, home. Man, I was like, hey, my man. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, it was dope, man. We had a good time. Uh, hey, Poppy. Yeah. Watch the fucking road. <laughs> Some people cursing at us because we're in the street. Get the fuck out of the street. 
So I mean, it was it was yeah. good. We had fun. It was beautiful out there. We had. <laughs> I was like coming to America. <laughs> 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 Two, right? exactly. exactly. But yeah, we had uh, we had great it was great weather. It was shit. It was nicer out there than it, it was um, out here in L.A. because you guys had rain for a couple of days. But um, yeah. and an earthquake. Yeah, I saw that. It was, but it was like it was small, like yeah, it was like two point six or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Not broken enough to fill that. I know. Wifey was like, wifey was like, there was an earthquake. We need to make sure everything. I said, easy. I Google it. I said it's two point six. They didn't even feel like shit. The truck drove by. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. An eighteen wheeler drove by. A couple of big people fell on the floor at the same time. We good. The humming of a plane flying by. I rolled out of bed. Yeah, it was cool, man. How was you guys' weekend? Um, Sam just had a birthday. Oh yeah, because her Shout birthday's two Sam. days before mine. Yeah. Birthday, yep. She had a brunch mm-hmm. bridal. What was Sheesh. it? Birthday. Yeah, she... BBBBs. Yeah, <laughs> bad bitches only, huh? Something like that. Was you there? I was not. Oh, okay, because I was gonna be like, yo, why weren't we invited? Come on, Joe, don't sell yourself uh, short. Different pod, different. Okay, pod. all right. <laughs> um, yeah, so she had um, bridesmaids and people involved with the wedding. She did that thing, and then I took her to. The Italian rest. Well, we went for sushi. It was like an hour wait. Bless you. Bless you. Bless so we went to the village out in Canoga. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we ended up at an Italian spot oh, yeah. named Il Forne. You, you went to an Italian spot, huh? Yeah. And, and that was like because there was uh, an hour wait for sushi, then the other sushi spot was an hour. Mm-hmm. And, I, and Sam's like, I know you don't want to do Italian because you're Italian. And I'm like, look, man. What's your birthday? It's your birthday. First of all, it's your birthday. <laughs> I can order something else. Second... The only Italian restaurant I, I can give two shits about is Olive, Olive Garden. Garden. And that's like, they basically give you frozen Italian food that they just throw in a microwave. <laughs> like, it gets the job done. It's it's, it's microwave good, dinners. right? Like, it, it gets the job done, but it's not anything you're going to be, like, look forward to unless you eat mayo every day. And that's what white people do. They eat mayo every day. So, um... <laughs> I mean, you speaking from experience, I'm assuming. Yeah, I don't know. Um... So yeah, so I didn't order any pasta. I just had their fish. Ooh, was the fish? Really good, really, really good, really nice, good. Nice, awesome. Might have to make that my birthday destination. Okay. Oh, that good. Yeah, yeah, and and it's a little. Mom's is uh, not pulling up today. A little more inexpensive compared to my usual Fleming's trip on my birthday. Ah. So. A little more expensive, you said. A little less. Oh, less expensive. Yeah, because oh, okay. with Fleming's, I always get a. They always send me a fifty dollars gift card. Mm-hmm. And then if you go to Costco, you get the $100 gift card, you save $20. <laughs> so Sam's saving money left and right. But I think if the math is done correctly, I think if we just go to Il Forneo, wherever it's called, for now. Um, it'll be cheaper for her. And it's still like the atmosphere is dope. Really cheaper for her because she's taking care of the whole bill. We, we running <laughs> yeah. it up. Hey, <laughs> we need yeah. bottles. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I went to Fleming's like when I was like 20. I took mm-hmm. Latanya. Bruh. Is that when you got that big check? Nah, oh, no, fam. you were single. I was broke. <laughs> I didn't know about oh, this Let me guess, that was like a $150 check? Bruh, it was only advertisers because we was like, ah, yeah, nah, can't get that. <laughs> no, nah, nah, I can't get That's that. That's the worst, man. <laughs> Going somewhere on a budget like didn't know that? No better, though. I didn't know. No, I know. I, I didn't know no better. I mean, I gotta, you got to figure like these young kids that ain't got the bread these days probably try to hit that Nobu Malibu, right? Just to they like, hear about it. Why? And then, Don't and then, do it. And then order like, <laughs> 
Wagyu tacos and then just take a pic of the napkin and talk all You're stupid. <laughs> but you got the look, you know? Like, like, listen, there. listen you Shorty, there? Yeah. only order from this side of the menu. <laughs> yeah, Don't yeah, even yeah. look at that side. Oh, you didn't eat before? Because yeah. I just came to get appetizers. Yeah, it says MP on it? Nigga, shit, if it say more than $20 on it, don't even look at it. That's American so currency, by the way. USD. That's not pesos. That's not dong. That's not Vietnamese currency. Oh. Is, that, is that comma supposed to be there? <laughs> oh. Man, it's a typo on the menu. Um, um, but yeah, that was that was it. We, we just had a good time with that. Nice, nice. That's so, awesome. That was that was dope for her. You got to knock everything out at once. Birthday, bridal, sh- you know, bridal she shower. She had a big whatever. weekend, mm. and and um, not to put too much of her business out there, but this is probably her best birthday because some personal doors have been opened up and unlocked things that have been holding her back, kind of her whole life. Mm. So, so recently, some things have happened to where she can enjoy her birthday. Nice. Which really is the biggest win of it all, as opposed to... That's because she didn't have no males there. <laughs> she well, have no there guys is. there. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Moving yeah. on. So, yeah. I got my Peloton delivered on Friday. Nice. Oh, yeah. You started Wait, setting records birthday? yet? Huh? Started setting records yet? And I haven't even got on that thing. <laughs> I was like, did you open the box yet? No, check it out. Oh, first of all, it doesn't come in a box. Yeah, oh, really? I, so say, I, I felt like box? I got robbed of the box. Like, you know, you mm. just kind of want to like unwrap shit. But it gets delivered, you know, by two two gentlemen. And um, they did deliver it, ask you where you want it set up. And then I just picked the spot. Um, they set it up for you and everything? Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, and then they just get you to the Wi-Fi screen, and then from the Wi-Fi screen, it's honestly like the really quick setup. Mm. Um, and I plan on using it when I realize I needed. Um, well, I don't need them, but it would make the experience a little better if I had biking shoes because uh, mm. you clip into them. They have mm-hmm. the little pedals. Yeah. So I was like, oh, like I could like muscle through this, but let me just order some real quick on save your feet, Amazon, Amazon, mm. instead of like. Shelling out the hundred sixty dollars for a pair of cycling shoes on Peloton, mm-hmm. so that's how they get you. Ordered that, had to order the clips, and then uh, that should arrive, I think, today or tomorrow. But yeah, gonna jump on there. Saw a couple of the DJ homies on there, mm-hmm. a couple of other good friends. So I think I like, you know, it's not about the, uh, I don't know the the brand per se, but it's like I really like the network that they have. Yeah, you know, where you're able to ride with it's your like friends a community, and community, mm-hmm. and then like. You know, somebody referred to it as a cult. <laughs> I mean, that too. I'm like, good lord. But uh, but it's just cool to be able to just jump on a live or pre-recorded ride with like a friend and kind of compete and nice. whatever. So I'm excited for it. Looks good. Look nice looking bike. Dope. Yep. And um, one. Th- oh, Sean, did you want to say anything about New York? You want to add anything to that? No, no, no. Got it. I mean, okay. this was my first time in Harlem. That was cool. Oh, was Harlem. It's, it's that was where all the black people are. Oh. Uh, because every time we do Manhattan and you know Brooklyn, she it's Brooklyn quite gentrified man. everywhere else. Yeah. But yeah. Harlem, I took him to 125th. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> niggas, it was real niggas out got there. off. That. <laughs> it was real <laughs> out there. That's all. There's like paintings of Big L all over the place. Mm, I don't remember. Nah, I don't think I was. Nah, um, it was funny because we went with uh, one of our friends. Uh, she just started dating this one dude that, and he came out with us. Learning experience. And he, you know, he he's a photographer, and he he's trying to get more onto. He's a excuse me, he's a videographer, but he's trying to get more in his photography. So he was just taking pictures. He had his camera running around and whatever, blah blah blah. 
And, you know, we just tell them, you know, this is New York. You can't just be, you know, taking pictures of people. Like, you you know, just random people or whatever. You got to ask them. So, and then we get to Harlem. Like, again, we in Manhattan. We're on the Lower East Side. We, we you know, we're, we're close to Brooklyn. Again, like Sean said, it's gentrified. So, people don't really trip. If you ask them or, you know what I mean, you um you say, you know, I'm just a photographer just trying to take pictures. Oh, yeah, no problem. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. They don't think anything of it. We go to Harlem where the niggas is at. <laughs> and... As soon as we get off the subway, he see he sees this dude, and uh, he was like, "Yo, I'm I'm gonna ask this dude if I can take his picture from him." I'm really, we were all like, "Don't do that." And he went over, <laughs> he went over to this nigga. So, so, yo, you mind if I take a picture? Of you? He was like, "Nah, nigga." Like, he was like, "Nah, bro." He was like, "Fuck out of here with that shit." And I was like, "Told you, yeah, I told you." And we all laughed at him. He was just kind of like. Wait, what? And I was like, I'm telling you, man, it's, it's you. You can't, you can't just run up on people. That's you. They feel like you're invading their privacy. Like, mm-hmm. why the fuck you want to take a picture of me for? Like, right? Who you? You, you, the, you the fucking feds, nigga? Like, you got yeah, something over on me? So. Ops. You can't, you um, can't do that. Yeah, but Harlem is dope, man. It, like I said, it was beautiful. We it, we had a good time. Sean said it was his first time. It was, I think it was everybody besides my wife and I. I think it was everybody's first time in actually like Harlem and mm-hmm. um, just showing them around. But I wanted to. I actually wanted to spend a little bit more time out there, but niggas was getting hung- hangry, so we had to get up out of there. Hangry <laughs> mm, is dangerous. All right. Moving on. We told you we were going to talk about NFTs. We've been meaning to talk to you guys about this for a long time, and specifically in regards to m- the music industry, but we will tap into Beeple and Top Shot and all that. But to kick us off, Mickey, why don't you break down an NFT and how it is the same but not the same as a Bitcoin Look, everybody's just trying to evade taxes. Yeah. Let's just get to it. Let's, let's just get to it. Get to the, because there's a lot of money potatoes. getting thrown into this uh, new asset, if you will. And sure. I think that's where, um, you know, between TikTok, social media, and every other way of discovering um, how to make money, right? Because mm-hmm. that's like the thing. Everybody's trying to tell you. Uh, what to invest in, what to, you know, diversify your portfolio, like not have money in the bank, which a lot of that stuff is is obviously true and fundamental to like how to like generate or create some sort of generational wealth for yourself. Uh, but the NFT non-fungible token um, is essentially um, a new form of, you could call it art, um, it's it's digital art, digital art. I, it, but the thing is, like, there's just it's so it's much being more utilized than, in more so many different art, ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the first version of it, um, if I'm not mistaken, was the banana that was at Art Basel uh, with duct tape on a wall mm-hmm. that sold for, I think, a quarter million dollars. I could be wrong here, but you know, the banana obviously spoils. Like it's a real sure. banana. So, like, you're not buying the banana and you're not buying the tape. You're buying the ability to to display the art. So, and that was an NFT. Yeah. And so people didn't really understand that at the time, obviously. You yeah. Know, it's ahead of its time. But I'm assuming that NFT, because it's being one of the first ones, and depending on the artist, because it also comes down to the credibility of the artist, right? Who makes the art and what's where the art's being sold. And so... For me, I think I mentioned it last pod, but like I, I learned about NFTs in a deeper level in regards to the, the ability to be able to flip your money, uh, or or turn you know an asset into a more valuable asset. It's like a stock was market. Was through yeah, it was like through NBA uh, Top Shot, mm-hmm. um, and 
essentially it was just digital highlights packaged as if they were trading cards and you're just purchasing highlights, but you're not like, you don't, it's not that nobody can see the highlight. All these highlights are, are free. Yeah. Free. You yeah, can sure. see them anywhere. You can stream them anywhere. But to have an actual licensed um, percentage of ownership, that's like saying, <laughs> oh, yeah, I see that apartment building all the time. But somebody owns that apartment building. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, like, sometimes it's not a singular person. It's, like, a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And then so what if you have the apartment building? You could rent it out. Right. So like there's income there. And so with an NFT, like you can purchase different things. I know we're going to get into the different examples that have worked in the music side. But, you know, guys can uh, digital artists that, you know, Photoshop or um, uh, what is it? Final Cut or like some of the different other video like editing, animation mm-hmm. things Like you could create these products to sell. And depending on the demand, depending on who you are, depending on how it's presented, I think is where you're able to see, you know, true value and stuff that you might have not. I mean, how many times have you guys seen something where like you're like, that ain't worth nothing to me, right? Yeah. And but it's, it's, you know, sold it's sold for, for a ton, right? Six figures easy. Yeah. Well, it's, it's about creating a it's about creating a belief within something that something is worth whether, you know, even if you don't think that, if you get enough people to believe in something, it's going to be worth something yeah because my biggest thing on nfts was just like where is all this fucking money coming from and you know when you really think about it how many people have been into bitcoin just in the last year yeah let alone in the last the last six months 10 years right yeah and it's but yeah and six months and whatever right so like i got i was on the phone just before we started the pod Mm -hmm. right kind of talking to my buddy raymond sarkis who's been in bitcoin since i've been talking to him about it since 2016 and um he was telling me a story about these sisters that were buying up a ton of Bitcoin when it was 56 cents. And so they're a part of this, like kind of they're heavily into NFTs and trying to find ways to kind of present um, options and opportunities for like artists and uh, athletes to generate their own NFTs. But the thing is, Right now, a lot of these NFTs that are being sold aren't tangible. Like, you can't mm-hmm. hold, hold what them, you yeah. buy. Because right? it's all digital, right? Right. And so now what people are trying to present is, well, if I'm going to buy this, you know, $10,000 um, hat, mm-hmm. like, why do I want to own the hat if I can't even touch the hat? Can't wear the hat. Yeah. Can't do nothing with the hat, right? Mm-hmm. But what if we did create a, a limited run of 16 hats and there's only going to be 16 ever created? I hit up New Era. I'm like, I need you to lock that colorway down. Nobody ever gets to make it ever again. Yeah. And then we sell it, and then we sell the 16, and you own 16 of those hats. Yeah. And they're NFTs. Yeah. But now you have something tangible along with it, right? So Mm -hmm. then some people might like that more because they can actually touch it. And then the other thing is there's marketplaces and there's blockchains, right? So like NBA Top Child has its own marketplace. So the marketplace is the only place where you can buy and sell the actual highlight that you own. Mm-hmm. And it's it's serialized and it's numbered and it's attached to your account. A blockchain is where all these transactions are happening. And so each there's like primary blockchains, which is like the Ethereum blockchain. Um, it's like one of the more popular ones. Mm-hmm. And then there's like alternate tokens, like Polkadot's really popular, uh, Chainlink, Graph, like just throwing out some other ones out there. And... Um, 
all these blockchains are they deal with their own currency, right? Mm-hmm. Within yeah. themselves. And so I actually have a buddy who's working on a on a um an app slash place where it'll help connect all the blockchains together. Yeah. And so be able to have transactions happen through them. And so um that's important because when everybody owns all these assets, how are you going to be able to get it purchased outside of what yeah. the norm is right? yeah. or whatever it says? So and that's and anybody thing. can create their own token. Yes. Like Lil Yachty created one. <laughs> yeah. And it, what was it like? I don't know. It don't actually know. did surprisingly okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, like if he created the token, let's say it cost him um, a tenth of a cent, right? And that token eventually one day becomes worth one cent. Well, he 10 x whatever money he he had from it. Right. So within that blockchain, every time that that thing said, well, let's talk about the Kings of Leon album. So they, um, the Kings of Leon have generated 1.45 to 2 million in their NFT album sales. Now, let's say they made 100 albums. Um, within that, so if you buy one album, you create a blockchain for that uh, for that album. Okay. Now, and every time that album resells, let's say you buy it off me for now. This is this is past albums that they've already released. No, out this to is the new. This is a new album that they put out. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So so if they sell an album, if you buy an album, uh, a Kings of Leon album off of me, they set it up to where they get royalties on that. Okay. So every time it sells, it works out for them because they get a check. Yeah. And and um, I know there was a. There was concerns of like, well, what if, you know, what about their music being played on Spotify? That helps the album. Like if, if I, if millions of people continue to listen to this specific album, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll bring more value to the album. So when you want to resell it, you can sell it for more than what you bought it for. Oh, okay. Yeah. So let me ask you guys this. So the people who are jumping on this on the earlier stages and are, are buying it at a mass capacity, right? Are they going to be the ones that can kind of control the direction that this goes in? For example, you mentioned the sisters that got into Bitcoin on early when they were buying it for cents, mm-hmm. right? And they brought it mass, you know, mass uh, amount of it, mm-hmm. a large amount of it, excuse me. Can they control how this moves, how NFT moves, how Bitcoin is being moved? In a sense, kind of, in a sense, I guess I'm asking, for example, Elon Musk tweeted something about um bitcoin right yeah, or uh dodge coin, do- dodge coin excuse yeah. me and dodge coin whatever and it went crazy yeah right he got in on it early he was like he's he's obviously someone that you know in the start market or whatever um is is looked up looked up to and he said something and the shit went crazy yeah are these people going to have that same control in a sense when it comes to that, I think anything in in these markets just come down to supply and demand. At the end, it's like sim- the simplest form is supply and demand. So, like for example, with Dogecoin, right? He tweets, uh, Elon tweets that you know Doge or some sort of meme that re- reflects a dog that is a reference to yeah. Doge, right? Because it's spelled dog, e. But yeah, we just pronounce it differently. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how even what the proper pronunciation is, but. Um, let's just call it Dogecoin. And um, essentially, the people who own Dogecoin, right, they want to sell yeah. eventually for a profit. Well, there's people who are selling it, but then there's other people who are selling it for hire, right? That's what 
makes the market go high. If everybody who owned Bitcoin one day said, fuck this, I'm not selling. Right. Mm. And everybody that has Bitcoin committed to that mentality. Right. Then that would obviously that would raise the value. Mm -hmm. But to get that many people in unison to get it, like people just want to take their profits. They think it's going to go down. That's why so many people are like on record. And this isn't me making up some shit, but literally people who are very bullish on, which means like confident, like bullish on Bitcoin and crypto in general, feel that Bitcoin is going to be at a hundred to 250,000 by the end of this year, like Mm. in value. And we're seeing it obviously because it just kissed 60 K the other day and, and it's back down, but it like it, the trend seems to show, I mean, I'm pretty sure when we were talking about this last, like, Bitcoin was still trying to break 40. Yeah. So yeah. like to get to 50, that's already an extra 22% gain mm. since that conversation. Mm. Right. And so we're just going through an interesting time because when you think about it too, we just got the $1.9 trillion stimulus, you know, package, right? Cleared. Yeah. yeah. Well, that means, and the way they're funding that money is they're printing more money. It's not yeah. like they just, we just have to sit in our back in our safe back here. Yeah. Right? No, they're printing it, meaning the dollar's value is going to go, go down. down. Meaning that any other form of currency is going to go up mm-hmm. because it's, mm. it, now the dollar is more scarce, meaning the weaker dollar, you need more dollar to pay for the stronger currency. So that's where you're going to see the rise, you know, of it. And like anything else, man, everything falls down. I mean, Full transparency, like look, look at like Tesla, like it's it shot up to almost nine hundred, kiss nine hundred, yeah, and then just went all the way down to five seventy or five sixty, I think is where it got yeah. down to, and but it's right back on its climb, breaking seven hundred as we're like talking probably, yeah. yeah. So you know it's, and that's in the span of two weeks, three weeks, so mm. like okay. Yeah. So okay. That's keep, on the crypto side. Keep keep breaking the, the music so aspect because I got questions about that. My as well. favorite part about this whole blockchain thing is you eliminate the middleman. So you can, if you don't want to use a label, you can you can um, set up a blockchain. Now there are platforms you have to set this up on to to create these blockchains. Um, and I'll, I'll break down one's manifesto in a second. But um, but yeah, you basically cut out the middleman and. You tell Spotify. So when Spotify pays everybody, they're what they're really doing is saying we're giving the label the money, and you guys busted down wh- wh- publishers, writers, artists. Like you guys figure it out. We don't know, or we just don't care to know, or mm. we choose not to know. Whatever. So, sp- so if you eliminate the middleman and you tell Spotify, you send that money to this blockchain, okay, and within the blockchain. I can tell you who gets what and it happens like that. You don't know what's going on within the labels. You don't know how they're breaking it down. You don't yeah. know what they're doing. It, it can get a little ugly and scary, but you eliminate that. Now you have it coming directly to you. Um, a good example I saw was the Lemonade album by Beyonce. You have 70 writers and 100 contributors on that album, each getting a microscopic penny yeah. every time that song streams or sells or whatever. Or is played, so good luck breaking that down. But with but if you set it up within the blockchain, and see think of a blockchain like a train with the shipment compartments, right? Mm-hmm. Like so, every time that album sells and resells, you put a new block on, 
and everything is documented and well in regards to um how much it's sold for mm -hmm. so if you want if andre cox over here aka sean if he puts out an album and sells for 100 to you and i buy for 150 that's a new block on the chain yeah and you can see that you bought the album first and i bought it second oh okay. and you see the value of it now you can do shit i don't know if it's shady but if andre wanted to buy his album because every time it sells it can go up a little because there's value in it he can continue to buy his album and just just to pump up the numbers but, but it would show we him can buying see it. that yeah, and we'll gotcha. think this is some bullshit i'm not investing my time and money gotcha. into this um what blau did he gamified the situation by saying you have three minutes i have i'm auctioning off this old album that did very well for me i'm auctioning off what was it like 30 30 albums uh, um 30 copies of that one album mm -hmm. you have you have three minutes to auction or to bid on it every time you put a bid in it resets the three minutes resets so that's how he was able to drive his albums up to what it was 11 million mm, yeah something generated crazy. so you can do stuff like you within the blockchain you as a seller the owner you can create it however you want you can say if if i'm putting out 30 copies of this album each person gets this gold-plated record along with the album or gets a free t-shirt yeah and you will be one of 30 people that has it now each nft is different that's why it's not the same as bitcoins each bitcoin has the same value mm -hmm. but the nft um one of 30 might be a little bit more um than two of 30 so they different differentiate in regards yeah, no, to their worth that that yeah that works same as like sports cars right like yeah. If you have the first version exactly. or even the 30 of 30, like, you know, those things are considered one of ones. Gotcha. Because it's the only one, if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like it's not one a of replication 30, or, or 30 of 30 or in sports specifically, like um, if uh, Tom Brady, right, has a rookie card and there you have 12 of 100, like that's considered a one of one. Gotcha. Because it's a jersey number. Yep. that matches up so i'm assuming in, in music it would work kind of the same if you aligned it a certain way yeah and there's there's also you'd also have opportunities to see who's pushing your music within the blockchain like you can do anything create anything within the blockchain and it'll all be um tabulated and and kept track of it all be documented mm -hmm. so you can reward your fans for trying to push your music and and help you whether it's monetary awards or or I don't know, t-shirts or, or whatever. Um, but one of the platforms, this is a, a great manifesto. The bigger picture is getting everybody included, everybody involved and creating transparency within the music community. Again, the labels, you're, there's a lot of stuff happening that you can't see because they yeah. don't have to show you. Same thing with Spotify. They don't have to show you anything. So I'll quickly read the manifesto of this Zora um, platform. Again, where you load up your NFTs, whether it's digital or whatever. Um, the platform that holds our audience and content hostage. The labels that lock down our rights. The galleries that hold our art at ransom. The big brands that think exposure is cash. They have a monopoly on ownership, a monopoly on creativity, and they have been robbing us of the value we create for as long as, as, as there has been a creative industry. Uh, the deals were cut out in in advance and we got cut out of the big brands suits monopoly uh men and own the revenue the files the rights email addresses 
what's left for the creator, what's left for the fan. We bring meaning, we bring value. We've we are what people believe in. What's Louis Vuitton without Virgil? What's UMG without Taylor Swift? NBA without LeBron, Adidas without uh, Yeezy? What's Instagram without you? We bring the noise and it's time to take it somewhere owned by all of us. The current system is fucked and we want out. We see the value we create and we want our peace uh, and not just a little bit. That and shit's that- wild though. Like you can't, I don't think you could say what's Louis Vuitton without Virgil was. Sure. Taylor Swift without UMG. I understand that Virgil, first of all, is just a fraction of what Louis Vuitton's <laughs> brand is. Taylor, I understand, could be a, a high gener, but she didn't own her shit until recently. Yeah, and, and, and then, but you get the that's message. All, yeah, and that's uh, all. But stuff I from, argue with that message. I feel like that. And I think that's sorry, all stuff that's just recent that they're saying. Like, I gotta know, say that's stupid. Well, what if their what if their thing is it's not just Virgil. There's a hundred creators within Louis. What's yeah, Louis without Virgil. those guys? I mean, I I, well, no, I understand you know what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying. They said, I don't want to agree right. with that message. <laughs> no, but I think the the main thing is the power is in the creators. That's what they're trying to exactly. say. Exactly. That's yeah. it. That's so so let me finish up. There's, what, there's power the in the, But there's no institute. Like, there's no power without the institute. Like, there's no platform you without one, the institute. One without the, one with but the they, that's why they created this. No, I understand that. That's but why that, it's about But to they're be also dead. like, like, Yeezy is fucking 5% of Adidas sales. Yeah. Like, Vir- Virgil's designs are is literally two seasons worth. Like, I'm just saying that statement is crazy. Yeah, so I'm not saying the idea, the idea. is yeah, crazy. Yeah. Right. So let me let me finish this off by saying um, we want to build together. We must collaborate to make this happen. We need new infrastructure, something transparent, ownable, accessible, financially st- uh, sustainable, where we can share the value we create. Something for the community. Something that's ours. It's not mine. It's not yours. It's definitely not theirs. It's ours. This is a collective creation. We have the tools. We have the moment. And we have the power. We can take our humanity's greatest endeavors. We could build cities. We can create so much more. So when you purchase an NFT, you tech, you sort of say you own the licensing. You own, et cetera, et cetera. We're going it. So this could be beneficial to crazy. artists, producers. Like, for example, um, what you call it, sold his sample pack. Yeah, mine. Ill Mike sold his uh, sample pack for how much was it? 6K? 6K. Mm-hmm. 6K. So let's say I purchased that sample pack, right? As a producer, as a DJ, whatever. I can take that sample pack and create my own shit with it, right? And and push it out as my own. But now because I already... I don't have to go through all these avenues to get these samples cleared already because I already purchased all the necessary uh, licensing through purchasing this package to the NFC, Right. Yeah. So that's how it could be extremely And he benefit. probably didn't have to clear anything because it's all original sounds. He he. But that's what I'm saying. He sold his sounds yeah. Yeah. as samples. Like if I wanted to sample the shit that he had pushed out, uh, yeah. I don't have to go through all these. No. You know uh, what I'm unless there is something within that blockchain that says every you time you sell, a, every time the song you create sells using my sample, I have to get 10%. And, I, and that's understandable. But that's not in his situation. Well, but I'm saying that's understandable if you're signing that contract, whatever. You're being like, every time you sell something using one of my samples, yeah. I yeah. get a small percentage of it. Well, every NFT, I believe, has a full understanding and explanation of what you're purchasing. Like some yep. NFTs make it very clear that you don't own the copyrights to the product. Yep. Like, yeah. it doesn't mean that you, you know what I mean? That you can u- reuse or resell. I mean, you could resell the license, but you can't resell the product, like in mat and like um, in a large quantity, right? Without mm-hmm. 
Like it's not you can't separate your NFT into a hundred. Gotcha. Right. Like, but you can sell the singular license that you own. In the case of Illmind, I believe it was a one of one, and so he sold that one pack. But you know, at this at the end of the day, like, how many samples did it have? Ten melodies and probably some kicks and snares. And yeah, like it was a small pack. It was a small pack that he sold. Yeah, so like, he probably has a plethora. Of yeah. That. So the way I would break that down is like, all right, cool. If I own the rights to this shit, fine. I'm gonna sell each melody for a thousand. I just made four G's. Yeah. So now, how does this? How does something like that? Um, I track the consumer who is not a producer, who's not in the industry. Like, well, I'm it, someone that honestly, most assets. of this stuff is just saying because I want to own an asset, and just because I want to flex, just because I can, just because you can, just and you can always, and you like you said, you can always having res- something can, nobody else has means a lot to everybody bro, in 2021. It's, it's almost like it's almost like collectible items in the sense, like di- yeah. digital collectible and just items. Just say you have it, and to yeah. say you have it, any like any piece of heart art hanging up on your wall, yeah. and, and then eventually down the line, you can just resell it for. Yeah. A profit, and and along with this, I don't I don't remember seeing it, but if he wanted to say you get this ten melody royalty free pack and this physical record saying you own it, now you put it up on your wall in your trophy room or wherever you flex to your friends where you have the pool table or whatever, <laughs> like that's look, you look can take the, a picture. Look at all my NFTs, my digital shit yeah. hanging up here. Yeah, yeah you're gonna set up little iPads to yeah, show right, exactly. Right. <laughs> and and make no mistake, not everyone can do this. Like you, like we couldn't do this. Like you have to have make, a name. You have that name. It business. doesn't make sense for people like us to to me. Yeah. I mean, until but, we. And and that's the thing was like. Uh, Fuck it. Let's sell the first fifty po- podcast episodes yeah. to somebody. Shit, yeah. we could. Mm-hmm. Could. But that's why I hit a phenom about this week ago. I said, you ever thought about doing, creating some form of NFT in regards to DJ City? And he said they've thrown the idea around. But I think what Mickey's doing on the um, lifestyle and clothing side of things can help build to that. Yeah. Because now you're creating some sort of worth. And then sooner or later, DJ City's not going to be around because of BeatSource. BeatSource, yeah. Along with other record posts. So now you can have a chance to own a piece of history in yeah. the DJ city. That's true. You know? That's great. I think it's a great, I think it's a great, great um, avenue for artists. You just in general, anybody, but just like you said, you're, you're cutting out the record label. You don't know what they're going to, you don't know what the in between the lines are. You know what I'm saying? You know, you don't know what their cuts are, what, how do they, how they're taking shit away from it. And now you cut that middleman out and now the artists get paid directly and they get to set, what they feel is the correct price for their own, you know, property, their assets or whatnot. Shit. I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see how, where, where it goes. I mean, they've been saying that this is like the future right now. Yeah. My question is, well, I have a few more things to say about this. Um, oh, one, one more thing in regards to um, performing artists performing, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're nobody, right. Mm-hmm. But we make music. Let's say we go and do the bar down the street mm-hmm. and we play, and I play all Danger Zone music and you play all Realm music, mm-hmm. all right? The bar, in order to exist, has to have a blanket license clear, that clears them to play whatever they want, mm. right? Now, the blanket, I don't know how much it, it runs. Let's say it's $100 a month. Expensive blanket. <laughs> not even a heated blanket. Nah, you hear it, right? Weighted uh, one. Y'all got a heated blanket. Even a <laughs> so let's say. They pay $100 to whatever, BMI, ASCAP. Mm-hmm. They, those companies bust it down again to who, just to anybody, right? But instead of them breaking it down to anybody, if we, have, if we create this blockchain that every time we, and we talk to the bar, every time we play here, um, 
I give you my list and you pay directly my blockchain. Mm. So I get the money mm. directly as opposed to letting BMI ASCAP figure out who gets it. Now, that could be good or bad. Let's say our friend Andre Cox over here um, has music out in the radio world internationally. What I've learned is a company like Sound Exchange, which gets gets the artists, um, like if you play your music on SiriusXM, they collect all the all the songs and then they pay out who should get what. Um, radio stations, you know, like Power 106, they everything kind of goes through them. And then they guesstimate if they if Sean if Andre Cox is being played on Power 106, they guess the mate that these bars are playing Andre Cox's songs as well. Mm-hmm. If Power 106 is playing it, these bars in LA gotta be playing it as well. So Andre sees money, even though his songs wasn't played, mm. he sees money for that. Now this could be a real lucrative situation for Andre because if you get a lot of radio stations to play your music around the world. You'll see, you'll get money for doing nothing. Mm. If you create the blockchain, though, you have to in, you have to yourself go there to every. Uh... Well, not necessarily you, but they can't guesstimate anymore. If everyone's on a blockchain, they can't guesstimate. It's it's known that we're not playing Andre, we're playing Drake, mm. or we're not playing Drake, we're playing Andre. Now it's all documented and put within the blockchain. Mm-hmm. So again, it could be good and it could be bad. I know, I know artists that don't do shows and they just make money because of what's being played on the radio around the around the world. Mm-hmm. So it could be a good or bad thing. Um what what'd you say before I got into that? I said there was something else to No, yeah, I, I was I was just asking the um how it's good for artists and and how it, it just eliminates the middleman and shit like that. Gotcha. It's so very- again producers like us too, which is like I feel like everybody I follow on Instagram and Twitter this could work out for you and you can just tell them you're playing your all your music uh, to get your performance rights. So I think it just allows you to also like own your music a little differently, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like new artists. Like in many ways, this is going to be a funny reference, but it's like how OnlyFans came to fruition through for porn stars. Mm-hmm. So like the the OnlyFans, the paywall, the platform, besides being it being a good place to get DJ Danger Zone exclusives. Facts. Um it be, Zone. fitting. <laughs> it, it it allowed a porn star, um, you know, through our friend, shout out to Roy. I haven't seen him in a minute. Yeah. Shout um, out to Roy. Shout out to Roy. I've actually seen him a little while ago, but he was in the the adult industry uh behind the scenes. The scene's not the girl. Um, but ha! anyway, but on average, a, a talent was getting paid, uh, uh, you know, somewhere along the lines of like two, three, four thousand if they're top tiered, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be wrong, but like two to three, four thousand uh, scene mm-hmm. and um, a sex. Yes. <laughs> a sex. A, yes. <laughs> See. No and royalties. so, yeah, so that's what they were getting paid. Right. But then now. These girls have the option to like, let's just take Alana Rhodes, right? Who's like, quote unquote, the top performance, top talent in that space. Up. She's voted number one. She do that. Um, 
she's voted number one across a lot of the things. And like she stopped doing scenes because I'm assuming because her boyfriend too, but you know, like what's the point of going to film these, these scenes and getting, you know, intimate or, or not intimate with somebody and you get, let's call it five grand at her level. And then she has call it 5,000 only fans fans and they're all paying a dollar to $5 a month just to follow her. Mm-hmm. And then they're paying a dollar or $5 just to message her for every message they send. And then she puts up a picture and she sells it for three to $5 per picture. And she sells that a thousand times. Like hand over fist. Like yeah. why, what's the point? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a, an easy a call. Ever showing up again to a set. Like, you said it. She doesn't even do porn anymore. She, she doesn't do YouTube. it. Well, yeah. What did Mia Khalifa do? Didn't she stop doing porn for something else? That was more lucrative. Right? She, she went, went to school. school. She. Yeah. I thought she got involved in some other business. I think she at one point she was pushing crypto and like some yeah, stuff like, like that, that, which which seems fitting. Sports commentating as well. Sports commentating yeah. that didn't last long. Yeah. <laughs> but but, uh, but she was she got in that space and like you know I think what it is is like really is. You know, it just comes back down to the same little damn saying, you know, your network is your net worth. Mm-hmm. And once you build the audience, like you can move that audience wherever you want and adjust, you know, the business model of how you make your money. So, you know, in the case of them, OnlyFans really created a way where like these girls don't have to get paid. Like one scene could pay them forever versus, mm-hmm. you know, having to do one scene for somebody else. And they ain't got to do much. Like, you ain't got to get a whole fancy camera. Like, yeah. yeah. Use your phone. Use, Use your, your phone. fucking iPhone. Like, motherfucker, like, based on some research I've done for <laughs> a company that I'm I'm working on. Like how you covered that up. Hey, <laughs> real quick. But based on the research I've done for for what, what performs well in that space, you know, guys prefer that they feel like they're getting a video straight from the content content creator versus like a professionally Production, shot yeah. video yeah you know and i was talking to but you've been saying that for a long time because that's what's worked out best for mag park a hundred percent yeah yeah as a taking pictures of the shoes with a professional as opposed to regular the yeah. regular is just people just want people want it to feel like it's tangible yeah. yeah it goes back to that and i think and i was talking to somebody that we know that's on on only fans and like she told me she makes way more money from messaging than she does from anything else. Jesus. Just, just to talk to her. just want to talk. talk. Niggas is lonely. City. Weird. Niggas yeah. is lonely. They just want to talk. Oh, the OnlyFans platform for the porn stars is their Spotify. No, I think... Oh, yeah. Uh, nah, that's... No. Because... I think, because they're, the, I think they're the empire. Well, like, well my, the point I'm trying to make is... Spotify load plays your music. Mm-hmm. You don't have to use Spotify anymore, and you get paid direct. Where and they and then they, the streams, they, it's like a microscopic of a cent. Instead of pay, paying or having Spotify pay you, you put you put your content on OnlyFans and it mm-hmm. pays you hand over fist. I feel like OnlyFans is more of a partnership, though. You know, whereas with That's Spotify, what I'm saying. I think they're yeah. like an empire, exactly. Right, like exactly. empire. From what I understand, you still gonna, you can own your masters, mm-hmm. and they're just a oh the label empire. They just, the yeah, empire, the label. Right? Yeah, they just right. facilitate the the distribution. Yeah. Right? yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're not they're not like taking a big Everything, chunk of your right. bread, mm-hmm. right? Which is what it's they're a small percentage or something like so that. So I think they're, they're literally OnlyFans has helped get rid of that. You know, those big time production companies mm-hmm. because. Mm-hmm. They would front the, you know, you'd have to pay 
probably five thousand dollars to go get an Airbnb. You and get licensed to film. You'd have to go pay the the two talents or three talents, whatever you're filming. <laughs> And then you got to get your... Makes it sound like he done this before. There's a massage oil. <laughs> no, you got to think about it. Like, but like fluffer, when you really think about it, like, uh, you know. yeah, your fluffer, your your boom guy, your camp professional Key camera group. guy. Yeah, your, your DP. Yeah, the photographer. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that That sounds like an expensive shoot it to is. get one Hair scene. makeup. It is. To have it downloaded off some, like, you know, random offsite. Mm-hmm. So, like, and I get paid for it. So, like, it makes sense where, like, this has created a problem for those other companies. So my last question about this, and then we'll get the hell out of here, is how can we? How can record labels stop this or get involved? My the idea I had for them getting involved is flipping old shit or re-releasing <laughs> shit that they already have. Uh, Nas's first album, Illmatic, only thirty copies are being created in NFT form. Man, you don't make millions off that yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. But um, are there any other like I don't? They can't stop this. Because artists are going to just... Yeah, I don't see them stopping. I think artists will use labels for the loan because that's really what it is. It's a loan that you're getting from the label to do what they have faith in you doing. I think some artists will do that for an album or two. And then, all right, I got my fan base because partly because of you guys. Now I'm going to go do my own thing. So I I don't know how record labels are going to be able to stop this. Can Nas do something like this? All right, I'm going to take Illmatic and I'm going to add three bonus tracks on it and sell it as my own, you know. A deluxe? Yeah, like a, <laughs> like a deluxe Illmatic right. and, then, you know, and and release it as an NFT. Um, he'd have to, whoever else is in ownership of Illmatic. So that's what I'm saying. He can't, he, there was no. But less, that's why he said the labels. The labels will mm-hmm. be able yeah. to, like. But that's what I'm Whatever saying. Whatever label owns a piece mm-hmm. of that. He would still have to pay them that percentage. Well, of, they'd gotcha. all have to get involved in. Got you, got you. Yeah, um, Tory Lanez did an NFT. Mm-hmm. Let's see, it says March 5th. Uh, initial gross was 400,000. Uh, 300 of his fans copped it. And then it came with 300,000 or 300? 300. Right. So it's like 120, 1,250. He, dro- he dropped it with three songs. They get to do a virtual meet and greet. He's going to airdrop you unreleased songs and he's going to sign merchandise for you. So yeah. I think because it's such a new platform that creatives are going to get extremely creative with this on how they 100%. how they how they release and push it out endless possibilities yeah, it's going to be insane if and you think about it it's kind of what Nipsey did really without the the technology the $100 exactly uh, exactly it's just without about the technology that too. yeah 100% mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nipsey would have probably been crazy with this Jay, Jay-Z would have been because he bought a hundred of them right yeah mm-hmm. Jay-Z be uh, a lot richer more richer than possible? he is before. <laughs> like, is that possible? <laughs> All right. So 20 years from now, Blue pops up with a hundred Nipsey albums on sale. Listen. I would do you think do you think cats of, of Jay-Z caliber are gonna utilize this this yeah. platform? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. The next thing it's it's inclusive. In They're gonna sure. do it at a grander scale. They probably just wanna make it right. Yeah. yeah. You can either be the first to market, which is usually the the benefit, or you could be the one that kind of like, you know, just like professionalizes it if you will yeah. polishes it like like Mickey yeah. said it's not who did it first it's who did it better mm. it facts. but in this case if you bought the first ill mind sample pack it might be worth just as much if not yeah, more yeah, that's than what the I'm saying yeah, if, that's the first yeah, if you're, yeah, if you're part, the yeah. two sides of it right mm. 
yeah. that you get paid the most. It's this is when being first is okay. But if you want to say you're the first to some other shit, you're doing it just say you're the first. At that point, it's about who did it right. Yeah, that's what we talk about. I mean, think about it. Jay just launched a cannabis company yeah. not that long ago. Like, mm-hmm. but he's late if you consider it. Consider like considering sure. all the different cannabis companies mm-hmm. that exist, right? But also, if you look at how he's presenting his shit. <laughs> It's different, it's different levels to this it's shit. Literally, Ace of Spades of fucking weed. Right. For all the um, wedding um, thing, like the gifts that we give out to our guests, whatever, like whatever they take home, can mm-hmm. I create NFTs of those? Because there's only gonna be a hundred. You can sell them. I'm gifting them, and then you guys can, and then maybe, maybe I put myself I, to get like ten percent royalties on the flip. Nah. <laughs> No, I can't get nah, a cut of my own shit. Nah, nigga. Nah. I'm giving it to you. You're going to give it to me. Because now he wants us to do the work. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's what I'm saying. slam shit. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Just, just own it. And if people see value in it, and then you can make a profit. We make a profit. We, we make a profit. Why can't we? You, you want to you get money without me? You want to get money without me, Sean? <laughs> no, of course not. But I'm just saying. Hey. You would get 90%. I'd only get 10%. I see what you're trying to do. I get what you're trying about, to do. How about you thinking like, yo, I'm presenting you. I'm, I'm, I'm presenting you with an opportunity because I presented you with this opportunity and you go out and make a profit from Look, it. I want a percentage Nobody asked for party favors as an NFT. Nobody asked for them to be gifted, but you're getting it. Usually you throw party favors in the trash or you eat them or whatever they do. <laughs> I'll, see right? where you, I'll see where you encrypt them. Yeah. Okay, so see, if yeah. I encrypt them at the right space on the right platform, and they start, and then we name the price to start. Can we start the bidding off at 0.1 cents? Yeah. And then, and then over time, let's say I do something to become a millionaire, and all of a sudden I'm all over the news. Now my wedding party favors jump up to ten dollars, and you got, and it'll continue to build and grow. You see what I'm saying? So it's not just about me. It, but I'm it, putting it, money it, in it, your it, pocket. You are. You don't like the idea that I'm involving myself exactly of my because then it's not a gift. If it's a gift, you'd be like, listen, I just want to see my, my, I'm my friends. I'm giving you 90% of a profit. I'm, 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 I just want to see my friends succeed. You know what I'm saying? Here's a gift. I don't want that. It's like, it's you not like, it's like, it's like, it's like, bar, it's between, <laughs> it's the difference between, <laughs> it's between gifting money and loaning money, right? Here's a, here's me gifting you money. I don't expect anything back. You know what you sound like? You oh, sound like, yes, nigga. Yes, nigga. You sound like you don't want to get money with me. No, I absolutely do want to get money with you. You sound like you want to get rich without you, me. No, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying if you gifting it, if that's if that's the if that's what has been communicated prior, yo, I got this, I got this idea. Okay, sit down with me. As opposed to being like, yo, here's a gift. But if it blows up, I need a percentage of it. Then nigga. Uh, what? So I see both sides. Right? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, As opposed sides. to being like, yo, That's here's a gift. Here's a gift. I appreciate you showing up to my wedding. Here's a gift. I don't expect nothing like, from you. You can't just be like, all right, I'm just giving that gift to somebody else. I mean, I mean, you could. He could. But you know what? And then you, you showed up 90% of a million you showed, dollars. You showed, you, showed, you showed me, you showed up to my wedding. Here's a gift. I don't expect anything back. Come on, we got to win. Right. I, I get what you're saying, but you know, it's all about perspective. It's all about perspective. I need my ROI in two years. You know what I'm saying? 18 so, months. So <laughs> you would feel some type of way if it because I attach because I need 10% royalties no, 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 on no. that gift. I wouldn't. I wouldn't personally feel no type of way. No, I, I, it's extremely understandable. Because you walk away with 900,000. It's, it's extremely understandable. 100. percent I'm not going to turn nothing down on my collar. Okay. But what I'm saying is perspective. It could be looked at like. 
he kind of did. Fuck while they're looking at yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, he can, he can, he could be like, oh, I'm gonna again. Listen, it's it's almost wow. You don't watch Snowfall. Oh, you do watch Snowfall, watch but Snowfall. it's almost like how it's almost like spoiler alert if you guys are watching Snowfall or have never seen it or whatever. It's almost like how Franklin goes. Listen, I don't wanna. I don't want to. I don't want to nickel and dime anymore. Yeah. I want to be what you call it. So I'm gonna get all these worker ants. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I'm gonna get these worker ants. Here you go. Here you Compton. go. Here you, here you go. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Here's the pack. Go out there and, and flip it on your own. I you got know a better what I'm saying? idea. Get a percentage of it. So it's almost like that. He. Joe. It's almost like that. Like Sean said, colonizer. You know Joe. what I'm saying? So I that's something. Like, black man. Joe. Joe. I got a better idea. Right, Good. Okay. Instead of a physical uh, placement. Of a thing. Oh, I'm getting phone calls on this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on. Let's see. Cool. Let's make a digital arrangement. Oh, like the centerpiece. Yeah. Okay. And then you just put a QR code. Okay. And then you can scan it to see the arrangement. That's fire. That'd be crazy, now you bro. One arrangement mm-hmm. per digitally. table. It just won't look good in person. But for the no. people in the wedding, like my fiance, who could give a shit about an NFT, <laughs> she's gonna want the physical arrangement right there. Right. I so, know. But, but what if you put the QR code on? Because let's say there's ten arrangements. Ten. I'm just everybody gets to take home an arrangement. That's what I'm saying. So Everyone you gets to now. take something happens. home, and that's and, good. See? But, but what happens? Things <laughs> die. You or you die. eat them, They're or die. you just right, right. throw them away. Listen, you're gonna hold on to this because there's potential. That this will be worth something. Yeah, I understand that. It's just like anyone takes their arrangement home. Like you say, yo, take and that arrangement. I don't want it. I'm just going to throw it away anyway. Yeah. So I'm going to take it. If I go and repot it and it turns into this magnificent thing that I get to sell, you want a percentage of it because you gave it to me? You was going to throw it away anyways. Oh, right. Nah, see, hold on. <laughs> uh, here, I think the problem is there's a physical thing that you got to hold on to and, and like... Hope that it turns into value, right? That's yeah. part of the process too. Yeah, I think if you create arrangements, and on the arrangement there's a QR code somewhere engraved in the yes. arrangement, mm-hmm. that QR code can be scanned to claim your free your free arrangement that sits on whatever blockchain, and then everybody who's who attended the wedding is allowed to to capture that arrangement. Yeah, then that arrangement just lives. If they set up their account, they have possession of the arrangement. Mm-hmm. From there, those arrangements can be sold, held on to, whatever, just in the cloud. Let's look at my wedding like an album release. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to give no, you an album, right? I understand that, gonna, Joe. No, but I know, I, I know you understand. But I don't like the perspective that you're entertaining. I'm giving you you can set it up. You I'm can giving, set it up on the blockchain that when they sell it. Yes. Yeah. And then they don't have to pay for it. Right. Right. And then and then I get a little something back as well, just like Kings yeah. and Leon. Every time they sell an album, they get a cut. And I and get the a more, commission for coming up with the idea. So And Mickey gets in because he's the best man. And he's a part of this idea. Again, I, I you know you're not gonna get anything the more you keep fighting. <laughs> <you. laughs> 
I'm, I'm cutting you out. Hey, there's Jokers, no Ralph gets nothing. There's no QR code on this arrangement. Yeah. Wait, my our table. Listen, all you motherfuckers is gonna be at my table. So there ain't gonna be no, gonna be no physical arrangement at the table. I get what you're saying. Again, I understand what you're saying, and it's it's a great idea. And I understand that. And I, yeah, all I'm saying is I'm I'm painting a perspective that people will read. Be like, yo, that's kind of fucked up. Require them to show their NFT that they claimed at the open bar to get open bar. So now we're paying for open bar. No. You just gotta do you just gotta sign up. Oh, okay. We're collecting the data. Data's a new currency. One one mm. more thing that just popped in my head about the whole album sales. I think it was Kings of Leon that said we're gonna have until this day we'll have albums available. And what or I wanna say it's albums, but whatever doesn't get sold, they destroy. So it's not like like they just threw it know, in the little trash. Yeah, it's getting thrown, thrown away anyway. Trash. Yeah. So so now it makes your album that you purchased worth more because because now it's not just hundreds not of thousands of them. Just sitting in there. Yeah. yeah. There's no real inventory. Like imagine it. if DJ, not that you would, but imagine if you printed up 200 DJ City shirts and only, and sold only 150 were bought, were burning the other 50. Yeah. Because now it's worth more. Yeah. Mm. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Real quick, the weekend boycotting the Grammys. I'm assuming this has something to do with uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> because he because he did this he claimed that because he did the Super Bowl he was taken out of the Grammys and the Grammys put him in position to say either pick us or the Super Bowl I don't know how that all connects I don't know what what's going on behind the scenes is it, and isn't he nominated for a bunch of um, Grammys he's not nominated for shit I thought he was no oh he took himself out he's well I'm up. saying prior to I'm saying prior to him taking himself out he was no to my understanding when he accepted when he was announced that he was doing the Super Bowl he was talking about this Grammy shit many months ago. Yeah. And around that time, he said, no one confirmed on the end of the Grammys, but he said, because I'm taking the Super Bowl, the Grammys have taken me out of the race. That's fucking stupid. So there it. might be, um, sounds like there's way more to it. But, yeah. But, well, good for like the weekend, man. because he also, he didn't get any nominations. Because of doing the Super Bowl. Oh, well, that is that's the, that's the math sense. I'm I'm adding. Up. I see. I what see, what I'm, I'm saying is, this was discovered many months ago. Right. That the Grammy had, said, right, "Hey, it's right. either them or us." Which, mm. again, I don't know how that connects. Who mm. decides who gets nominated for the Grammys? It's um it's white people. It's a community, right. correct? It's a community. It's a people random. And they're, and, they're, and, they're, and, they're, and they're basing it off of album sales. Uh, a, a lot of things. A lot of things. Multiple things in. going down there, whatever. You know what I'm and this was his biggest selling album, biggest single of the year. Yeah, and this is what I'm saying. Why not treat this shit like the fucking all-star game? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you vote like the consumers well, that's what or whatever. What? <laughs> 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 but, 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 but you're constantly going to get this, this, this feedback. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to get this backlash. The Grammys are going to constantly get these backlashes because... There's not a year that has gone by where people will be like, "We felt this person should have yeah. at least been nominated, if not have Kendrick won." Kendrick Lamar, whatever. You know what I mean? Multiple people have not won Grammys or been nominated for Grammys yeah. based off of whatever, because these group of execs sitting in a room decided we don't want this person to be nominated or whatever the case is. It was just like, "Yo, just let the people do this shit," and you, you I, I think you would see more success that way in a sense, than you trying to dictate how shit is supposed to move. Things are changing, man. They're going to change. People want more inclusion, whether it's being voted on or whether it's an NFT or just they just people want to be involved. There's stock markets, right? Like Retail Joe, like wants to be a part of what those suits are getting. 
So in the, again, in the bigger picture, things are changing. And, Absolutely. And I was saying, like I was telling you guys off air, why do we care? Well, we're conditioned to care about the Grammys because our whole lives, it was all about getting a yeah. Grammy. Mm-hmm. You know, it was all about your favorite artist winning yeah, a Grammy. Really. That, and, and I know it means more to them because it brings more work to the table. Like, if it doesn't mean shit to us because we're not getting work from the Grammys. Yeah. But I guarantee you, if I get writing credit on a song that wins a Grammy... The people the price are going is going on up. my door, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah. Well, good for the weekend, man. Take take matters into your own hands. And, and you know, he's not losing anything. He's, he's, he's got absolutely he's not broken all the records. He needs a break. Yeah. He's no pun. He's he's um, doing. He's done everything he needs to do at this point. It's just about staying on top, and he doesn't need a Grammy situation yeah. to keep him up there. I hope Freddie Gibbs eyes. wins one, though. Yeah. I will say that. I hope what? Freddie. I hope Freddie Gibbs wins a Grammy. Yeah, for I mean for hip hop, that'd be dope. Yeah. Just have him do a digital performance and raise money then. <laughs> they say well, I agree. no Zoom on this shit. Not mm-hmm. this Grammys, yeah. Oh, there are gonna have people there? Mm-hmm. That's in LA, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what's the day this weekend? This this weekend, right? This Sunday, well after this. He should just yeah. do a performance the night of the Grammys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Talk to him. Good. This would have been my slot, so I guess I'll <laughs> I'll perform sure. at this time. Eight oh five. What was that one performance he did on top of the building? I don't that was MTV. That's oh. another thing. Every big award show or MTV? everything, I think it was MTV or Billboard. It was Billboard. Mm. Mm. Billboard, Super Bowl. Every and and I keep track of this not because I'm a fan, but because of the globalization charts. Every time this dude does a performance, he goes back into the A slot of songs that should be played, and then like Blinding Lights, it trickles down the B and C, and then he does Billboard. Boom, back up to A. Super Bowl, boom, back up mm-hmm. to A. Mm-hmm. So like this Smart. dude, anytime he gets on a big screen, like his numbers got to shoot up. Mm-hmm. What was the statistic? He was like, he's like the first person ever to be in the top ten for fifty-two weeks straight. Yeah, blinding mm-hmm. lights. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, smart. It's a good song. Go for the weekend. All right, and moving on. Uh, Who we got this week on uh, globalization mix? We got DJ JD. 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 Yeah. Um, we Boston? had we had Boston, Connecticut. Connecticut. We yeah. had um, what Sammy Needles last week. Yeah. Yeah. All Biggie set. Yeah. Dope Biggie set. That set got a lot of love. Um, so did his thing. Even even a track reposted it. Nice. Wow. He um yeah reposted my tweet on that. Um, and I hit up Jason Craig because you know he does the flies. I said, look look at a track reposting your artwork. <laughs> he was hyped about he that shit. Um. Yeah, so we got JD. Um, one thing I wanted to say about JD is before, probably around the time we were doing Mickey D's show in the early, early stages, mm-hmm. him and Jay Spring kind of had their own pod. So this is like late 2000s. 2000. I remember that. And they would just talk about the industry and what goes on. They even had Dave Fogg on as a guest because he was the buyer for the That's Palms. Right. So they, before any of us were doing this pod <laughs> show, they were ahead of the curve. They were ahead and talking about what's going on in the, in the industry That's and all that. Well. So, yeah, shout out to those two for doing that. But, yeah, we have JD, Big Night Entertainment, dropping a mix for us. So, Tuesday nights, globalization, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yes, sir. And that wraps it up for us. Get yourself an NFT. Yes, Mickey sir. just found one, bought one for a cent. What platform can you or get? Or dollar. Uh, that was, that was 101 for a stick figure. Yeah. So Mickey's going to be a rich man in 10 years. Um, what platform for the NFC? Yeah. There's multiple. 
Multiple. That's okay. why I make it in regards to my wedding. Let me let me see what you loaded up to. Got you. Is there like what's the top three right now that you would well, go with? I noticed the uh, um, Zora is the one that the Lincoln Park MC I think mm-hmm. um, loaded up his stuff to. All his like his whole shit is on Zora. Gotcha. But what are the other ones, Mike? Uh, I don't know. I just checked that one where I was trying to buy that Top one. Shot. No. Oh, Top uh, NBA Top Shot. NBA. And then the other one. So was, it's it's, um, it's basically what you're looking to get into, regardless if it's like music. Yeah. Basketball, sports. Yeah, and then, and then there's like a number of platforms in, in that category. In each gotcha. category. You gotcha. know what I mean? You gotta figure out a cool. wedding. Just do some way. researching. Yeah. Yeah. Mintable. I'm curious what Mintable. our wedding Mintable. what our wedding gifts are gonna be. Yeah. All right. We're out of here. Peace.